Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's good, y'all? This is Breeze Bruin from the Mighty Juggernauts. And make sure you subscribe and download the podcast. Library Rap. The hip-hop interviews with Tim Kell. Hip-hop journalism on the highest level. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy Joel Ortiz, and I want everybody to make sure that they subscribe and download the podcast, Library Rap, the hip-hop interviews with Tim Ininko. Yo, Tim, I hope all is well. You're my guy. I know these interviews are not interviews. They're actually conversations, and I appreciate them all. Yeah. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is IT. I want you to do something for me. Make sure you download and subscribe Library Rap. The hip hop interviews with Tim I and Cal. It is old fucking official. Alright, stop playing. Download and subscribe. Library rap. The hip hop interviews with Tim I and Cal. It's cold. Kango Crew, Nightmares, Delancey Street, artist, hip-hop legend, he's Dana Dane, and I want to welcome him to allhiphop.com, presents the library with Tim Heineke. Dana Dane, thank you so much for being here. Hey, Tim, thank you very much, man, for having me. Thank you. Uh, So I'm going to kind of first be a little all over the place, but then it'll make sense, hopefully. Um, (laughs) So in 1999, uh, at the age of 16, uh, obviously, someone you know really well, Kwame, uh, released his debut album, right? Uh, the Kwame the Boy Genius, uh, featuring New Beginning. On the track, the man who we all knew and loved, uh, he says in interviews, he said it was very influenced by Slick Rick and yourself. Um, I know, I think, I believe at this time, you and Kwame would either come to your studio and watch you guys record, and you guys became really cool then. Uh, what do you remember most about Kwame when he first you know, came into your studio, and uh, what has impressed you since? Well, when I first saw when I first saw Kwame, um, it was basically outside uh, of the window of uh, well, it was before that, but you know when I had a conversation it was outside of the window of the attic of Herbie Lovebug's house, because that's where we used to uh, do the music when I first started working on Herbie Lovebug. Did a song called Delancey Street, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we were working on that song. It's the first song we were working on, and Kwame came by, and he was downstairs. And he was friends with uh, Herbie's brother, Stevie O, the boy Wonder, who's younger. And um, it, somehow we got into the conversation about his name. He said his name was uh, something Big Daddy K, something, something, and another, and another, right? <laughs> it's a long, a long name. And I'm like, 
So what's your name? He said, my name is Kwame. I said, I think you should get rid of that. And just go for that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that was our that was our first real interaction. And then after that, he would show up at Bayside Studios. And uh, sometimes the watches work, Herbie, uh, with Salt and Pepper, with myself. And then later on, it was with uh, Kid and Play. But uh, the first thing I noticed about uh, Kwame is his, his ambition and his diligence, you know. Uh, sometimes uh, we I come to the studio for my sessions and he'd be there all alone, you know, figuring it out for himself because he didn't really know how to produce an album, but he was learning as he was going. And, you know, I heard some of the music he was making himself and it, it was um, really, really great music. A lot of people don't know that uh, Herbie Lovebug did not produce per se when it comes to making the music on the album. Now, he may have helped a little bit with the mixing and things of that sort and getting a deal, but that was the 100% uh Quan made the boy genius putting in his early work right there you know this, wait this is for your your debut album no no this is for his debut album. oh for his debut okay it, gotcha made debut album uh the uh the man we all know and love it was uh um he, he he produced all the music herbie i think just helped tighten up some of the stuff in the mix but for the most part it was always Kwame in the studio uh in there working by himself building out this 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 project as a 16 year old what did you know? I mean, when you with Kwame, for example, when did you know? When, when, when besides maybe maybe it happened on his album, but when did you hear him like kind of fully come into his own as a producer? Where you you know you knew he was ready to like kind of you know something he could do on his own, right? Yeah, you know, he, I, to be honest, him though at the time we I wasn't even thinking about it like that. You know, it, he was doing the work at this at the time. And it was in my mind that Herbie was guiding him and helping, you know, but it would be later, a couple of years down the line, when the album came out and became successful, that uh, we would find out that Herbie didn't actually put his, you know, his music on that project. It was it was then it was him. It was just Kwame. So that was my, you know. It, it wasn't like it was an instant thing. Like I knew Kwame was doing such great work, but, you know, he did have me. And some of the videos, uh, the man we all know and love, I was in that video as well. And um, he was directing videos and, and he really had a vision for what he wanted to do early on. And that's what I noticed, you know, with the polka dots and just the, the vision of it all. I want to, of course, go into your, your legacy a little later. But I think uh, in, ter- in terms of, you know, you, you talk about Kwame knowing his vision and knowing what he wants to do. I think uh, a perfect song that kind of stands out to me, you know, and listening to it when it happened, but also in hindsight is uh, your track early on Nightmares. And I think what you do on Nightmares is for its time, especially in the 80s, is pretty incredible because what it is, it's a video and it's a song that kind of takes place as a therapy session. Yep. And if we think about today's, and you know, you think about, you just think about um, mental health in general being kind of a, you know, it's something you don't really talk about, right? But I think more and more now today's MCs are are talking about it. But back yeah. then, when you did Nightmares, um, were you approaching it as kind of almost like a mental health track? And why did you take it on as a therapy session? You know, uh, that was just you know, by coincidence. And see, I was trying to, what I was doing was I was trying to copy off uh, Houdini, hmm. uh, The Whole House of Rock. Uh, so that's where the inspiration for Nightmares came from, Houdini. And, you know, I, I said, man, I want to make a song like Houdini's Haunted House of Rock, but not Houdini's Haunted House of Rock. You know, I wanted to have more story involved. You know, when there's, you know, you just listen to them talking about the music is playing. They say, hey, get out of my way because I don't want to run over you. You know, and stuff like that. 
fun. And I thought that was fun. So I was trying to find an angle to bring um, my story together and just try to find something that uh, would kind of uh, be similar to theirs. And the thing I came up with was nightmares. And so that was the hook, nightmares. And then I tried to, then I had to figure out what do you do when you have nightmares? And um, I didn't approach it from a mental health issue per se uh, with what was going on in life, but I uh, approached it because I thought that was the best way to get the story across, you know what I mean? And um, creating the, the, the character Dr. Slumber and her having to, uh, you know, um, interview me and, and find out what's wrong and I, I had to tell her the story was the best way to uh, involve the listener at the time. Can you take us into the, the for you, for Nightmares, the uh, the writing process at the time? And I mean, are you an MC that has to hear a beat first or write around it or do you usually have the concept that you want and then you find that perfect beat that works with you? Yeah, that, 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 that was always my style. I was the, the type that wrote the rhyme and then figured out what music went to whatever uh, I, I wrote, and which was kind of difficult many times, you know. Um, but when it came to nightmares, uh, and as I was writing it, I knew what the music was. I knew what the sound was. Um, uh, I, I knew what the hook was. Uh, I, I knew everything except for what the drum track was. And that was uh, when I went to Sam Jacobs Jr. He was the actual producer of the song. And he had a DMX uh, drum machine with 99 tracks on it. And I went through there and I found the beat that I liked. And once I found the beat, I said, yo, we need somebody to play this, this and this. And that's when he called his father and uh, Sam Jacobs Sr., who was a jazz musician. He said, oh, my, my father play all that stuff. And he brought his father in and he played the bass line and he played the... Uh, you know the the guitar line and and the rest was history. They helped they helped produce it. I didn't know much about producing um, at the time, but I knew what I wanted. I want to, I want to talk about Guame again because uh, and this is me going to be all over the place again. But uh, you know your your latest track uh, Nightmares again is uh, produced by Kwame and uh, Gordy Groove. Um, and and you know what has to stand out right away is someone who's heard you for a long time is that you've lost the English accent in in this in this in this in this song. Uh, why did you for that? Why why the change of the why why listening English accent now? Yeah, so when I when I did the English accent early early on, um, it, it became second nature because the group I was in was called the Kingo Crew. Right. right. It was Slick Rick. It was Lance Brown. It was Kulowski, Omega the Heartbreaker, uh, and uh, myself. Those five members, and so. Three of the members were from Jamaica, West Indian, London, you know, descent. And then it was me and Kulowski from Brooklyn. So we had American accents and, you know, the sound of American rap was raw and raw. You know, it was very pronounced at the time. And so when I was uh, learning uh, my craft and honing my craft with the Kango crew, uh, Rick and uh, Lance and Omega had this slight accent when they rapped. And it came through as a like an English accent. And they were trying to sound, to me, sound more American. I was like, y'all are bugging out. Y'all need to sound like that. And so as I developed my style, I was developing it with that English accent because it sounds smooth, it sounds suave. Uh, when I when I rocked on stage, it, it gave me a different um, ambiance to the crowd. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, it just, it just felt good. But as years progressed, you know, and, um, you know, I really got into my career uh, and, I, and I've learned this about a lot of uh, uh, artists, and you probably noticed as well. We start somewhere sounding like something, and sometimes later on we end up sounding like something else. Uh, some artists 
have been able to keep their sound from day one to now. Uh, but some of us, our voices change, our flow changes, our style changes and things of that sort. And it was just a natural progression for me uh, to leave the accent out more and more um, because people after a while were getting caught up in that and not really, uh, you know, taking in consideration that still the records are dope. You know, the sound nice. is still the same. The lyrics are still the same, you know, still dope. But uh, uh, the accent Hey, I, I did a Will Smith, you know, I, I just changed it up. <laughs> <laughs> were, were you expected to, were you actually expected to have a, like an English accent? What did people expect you to have an English accent all the time? Like, I mean, like, you know, on the record is one thing on stage is one thing, but meeting people, you know, after the show or in interviews as well. I mean, was that expected as well? Or did you, were you able to change it to, you know, what we hear now? Yeah, you know, sometimes I used to play around with the English accent and have it in, but yeah, a lot of people was like, with the English accent, I said, hey, that's that's how I am when I rhyme, man. You know, I, I'm just like uh, uh, the Beatles, man. You know, when they rhyme, they sound like they're American. When they talk, they sound like they're English. So I'm just the yeah. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's interesting that you, you so I, I grew up, you know, I'm a kid from Washington Heights. Um, you know, you were born in Queens, but raised in Brooklyn. Um, you know, we're, we're both from the birthplace of hip hop, right? Uh, so you think, especially early on at the time, if you're an artist that, you know, maybe you would, you would, you would play that up, right? You play up the New York, you know, the quote unquote New York accent, but you obviously didn't, you played up, you know, you played this thing. Was that, was that a debate for you to do? I mean, I know you're part of the the kangaroo crew, so that that was the, the, an influence for you, but did you ever go back and forth? Like, maybe this is not right or this is maybe maybe i could go i know quote unquote further if i just stayed to my uh and my my brooklyn roots yeah you know i i didn't i you know uh i never thought of it like that really early on i thought it was just really dope i thought the sound was dope i thought that people would appreciate you know um the sound uh i like i like hearing it coming from the rest of the crew It, it it was something that we created it was something that wasn't being done so nah, I didn't. I, I didn't feel no way about it except for it was mine. You know, it was ours. You know, uh, we created it. It was our flow. It, it was our sound. So mm-hmm. you know, when you create create something, you know, uh, yeah, people can get in your ear and try to make you feel like you're going down the wrong path. But you got to remember, uh, you know, what's yours. You know, what's unique about you. And that was unique about my my style. You know, I was a Brooklyn kid who could throw on an English accent and rock it very lovely. You know what I mean? So pull <laughs> up. And, and it goes to the school of the school of thought where like, you know, like DM, uh, DMC, you know, from Run DMC says it best where he goes, you know, everyone's, everyone's rhyming in red. You got to rhyme blue, right? Like, yeah. you know, so like, it's like, it's you just, you know, being different or being, you know, standing out in the way that, um, I want to ask you about, uh, nightmares again, because, uh, you know, it's this horror film story about your wedding that turns into this nightmare of a day. You know, it's a great horror film, right? But, uh, <laughs> What's great about it is that you do this guest list uh, that you spent a star-studded affair, and you have like DJ Clark Kent, Jay Z, Beyonce, the Obamas, D Nice, Nas, Will, Jada, Nikki, uh, Ice T, Coco, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, hip. You've been doing this, you know, over forty years, forty years, right? Um, yeah, about thirty something, man. Thirty something. Okay, I'm <laughs> rounding. Up. I'm rounding up. Uh, but uh, take it. <laughs> could you imagine? Like, did you ever imagine? You, to you know when you started out 20 and now 2021 that you could even have spit something on a track that had this kind of star-studded affair you know man um 
When I, it, it, so I wrote this song some years back, and my my star-studded uh, lineup was more just rappers at the time. Mm. You know what I mean? It was Outkast, it was Houdini, you know, Slick was still there, you know. It's just a few of the friends, and it was shorter. And so when I, you know, when I uh, uh, re rewrote the rhyme to fit the times, I thought it was only right to do it with so many great people who have come from nothing almost, you know what I mean? Like Oprah from nothing, uh, Beyonce, Jay-Z from nothing. It's like all these people uh, built their stardom in and a lot around hip hop to me, you know what I mean? These people that I picked out to me built their lives somehow or another hip hop has brought them to center stage. Even Barack and Michelle, I feel like hip hop helped get them into that White House. You understand right. what I'm saying? Um, Oprah, not so much as hip hop, but she comes from from nothing for me, and she is like at the top for, for females. Yeah. You gotta have her in there. You know what I mean? But nah, I, at the time, you know, uh, it, it was never a, a thought in my mind that I would uh, spit with so many great uh, people. Uh, at my wedding, because yeah, they were at my. <laughs> but um, it was, it was, it was, you know, just to be able to do it and and um, give highlight to some of the people that I admire, uh, you know, that from whatever they've done, and and people that I know for that matter, you know, D Nice, Clark Kent, you know, mm -hmm. Ice T, P E. Uh, I don't know the uh, the Obamas. I do know Jay Z. I don't know Beyonce. You know what I mean? Uh, Will and Jada. I know them. Uh, but it, it, you know, it, it just was special to me because now I knew it was going to live forever. But the, you know, the harder thing about doing it though, Tim, is that you can't get everybody in there. And it was so many right. on the ad, you know what I mean? Right. So, right. It'd be like a 30 minute song. Yeah. <laughs> Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you were to take, let's say, three of the names uh, in your in, in your, your star-studded guest list on this track that for you have had maybe the biggest impact, uh, whether you know them or not, on your, you as an artist, you as a person, who would those three be? Oh, man, that's a great question. Well, start off, it, you know, first and foremost, it would start off with Slick Rick because he's, mm-hmm. he's a friend of mine. We went to high school. We developed uh, our hip-hop style together, um, and we came up together. So that's a boys to men friend. So uh, he has inspired me. He continues to inspire me. So, uh, of course, it would be him. Uh, after that, it gets a little tougher because, you know, there are a lot of great people on this list. Um, Eddie Murphy, uh, I would have to uh, pull him out of there, Murphy, because I met him early on in my career and he was really blowing up and he was at the top of his his career, his leather days, you know what I mean? His leather on stage days. So, um, and I was going to his house and hanging out. So that was an inspiration um, as well. And then, you know, it's a toss up after that between anyone that's on the list because everyone there has inspired me in one way or another. But I think if I had to pick anyone on the list, I'm going to have to go with Barack for that last one or maybe Oprah, you know, because uh, just the foundations of what they set up uh, for their lives and the discipline they put behind becoming who they are, just like the rest of them. Don't get me wrong. You know what I mean? Jay-Z and Beyonce, they have the discipline as well. But it's just something about uh, Barack's cool, calm demeanor and Oprah's, you know, uh, never stop, always grow, become better um, idealism that really, uh, you know, touches me. You know what I mean? So right, we'll go with those three. Nice. Um, I want to – I saw um... – uh, Dan, I want to cha- change the uh, direction and kind of start a little earlier on in your your career. Uh, you know, you mentioned the, you know obviously you mentioned your your group, the the Kango Crew, um, and you talked about how you guys met up. But how did how did um, I guess when you guys got together, how did you know hip hop was going to be that vehicle that kind of was gonna was gonna mend you together? Be you know be your vehicle that kind of kind of kind of kept you guys together. Well, I don't think we did know. You know what I mean? Uh, I think everybody was having their own individual hip-hop journey. More, Some of them more involved, some less involved. You know, uh, I think me and Rick were involved to the same level. Like, we we were into the fashion side of hip-hop, you know? We wanted to look good, be fresh, have kangles on, ballets, wallabies, British walkers, playboys, pumas, and we wanted to style out. That was really our thing. Uh, the hip-hop part was a way for us and, and for me, as I remember, uh, to get girls to notice me. So, you know, I was rapping and girls would notice me. Gear and rapping meant girls to me. So <laughs> uh, two things that, uh, you know, uh, brought, brought us together. Rick, Lance, Brown, Kulowski, and Omega, uh, the Heartbreaker. One, one thing, we, we like to dress fresh. Uh, the other thing was that we liked the, liked the girls' attention. So uh, creating routines and rapping was the thing that brought us together. As for, you know, it being hip-hop, um, I don't, uh, I, I can't say that they all were as impacted early on as I was because, 
um, from the first time I heard the tapes with, you know, from the Funky 4 Plus One more to, you know, uh, Grandmaster Flash and the Furious and the Crash Crew, I was in, you know, not for mm-hmm. rapping, though. Um, I, I wanted to be a, B, a B-boy, you know, I wanted to pop lock and things of that sort. And then uh, when I found that, that my body ain't work like that, then I went to my art. <laughs> I, went to, I fell back on my art because I was always an art student. So I started tagging. And but then when I found that I didn't have enough guts to tag on a train, I was like, <laughs> let me go to the next thing, which was fashion, which was not considered so much a part of hip hop at the time. But to me, it was. And um, from the, the fashion, it took me into the rap part. I said, go right in, go right in. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I walk into the office with deja vu. Like I've been here before, you know how deja vu. Now there's the doctor from a poison, blow mine out. Is she feeling my sex? Don't let me find out. She greets me. Come on in, sir, and have a seat. Better yet. Please lay down to rest your feet. I slid on the sofa, sat back, and settled in. She said, parallel, legs crossed with pad and pen. Let's begin, she instructed. I took a deep sigh. Looking in her mid condition, pretty brown eyes, a freaking doctor slumber. You got to help me, please. I haven't been to sleep in countless weeks. They got until the point I can't differentiate what parts real and what parts fake. Something's got to give, cause I just can't bear to have another one of these crazy Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.